after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nachum Siegel. Welcome to a Thursday. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program.
ששמעתי מרבוי סי, כאילו נמצא מלאכיך, בואי מדממת אסון ומישראל ביחד. אף שיהי לא מדברים, בהדיה והתוהירו, תיפול עולו
שמעתי מידה ואיסה, ידעו נמצא מלאכך, או אמת במעמד עשור
תודה שלפעמים, שלפעמים כל כך קשה, קשה לי. כי על ידי זה אני אומר תודה כשטוב לי. תודה גם על כל מה ש... שאין לי. תודה גם על כל מה שלא הולך לי. הלא וגם על חושך, מודה אני. שלפעמים כל כך קשה, אי קשה לי. כי על ידי זה אני אומר תודה כשטוב לי. תודה, תודה גם על כל מה ש... שאין לי. תודה גם על כל מה שלא הולך לי. הלו וגם על חושך, מותי אני. תודה, תודה, תודה. Oh, oh. 
J.M. in the A.M. Mordechai Shapiro, Lecha Hashem, Rock Lehodot, Micha Gammerman, and boy, there are a lot of people out there in our community, uh, certainly uh, myself and uh, most of the people that I know who are giving hoda'a, who are um, who are expressing thanks both to the one above and uh, to the President of the United States for what happened yesterday in the commutation of Shalom Rabashkin's uh, sentence. Again, no matter what you think and whether you have an opinion or not regarding the case itself, and as I said, uh, I never really understood all the details about the case, but the excessiveness of the uh, sentence certainly should have led uh, most people to um, to hope and pray for his uh, immediate release after all the time he had served. So big celebration, as many of you know, in many parts of the Jewish community. And um, and that is uh, quite a piece of news. And again, this White House, I think, has proven something to our community. Sandy Shmueli with Misha Assa. Sandy was in here earlier in the week. If you missed any of it, go to facebook.com slash Nahum Siegel Network and check out the video. Simcha Liner and Shesh Amati from the brand new uh, Mirakade, New York Boys Choir and Menagain. You heard Rachem done by RJ2 and Regesh. With Modani opening things up, and we say good morning. It's Thursday, and this December the 21st, the 3rd of Teves. Good morning, all. A week from today is a fast day. Woo. How do you like that? On a Thursday yet, how did they do that to us? <laughs> 34 degrees, mostly sunny, and a high here, 41 in New York. 72 in Yerushalayim, 34 right now in New York City as we say good morning at JM in the AM. By the way, Rabbi Gill student, who I know a lot of people in this audience enjoy reading, is going to be in our studio Monday. He's speaking at the legal holiday shear at the Bialystoker Synagogue, and he's made a commitment to stop by here in our studio beforehand, and I'm very, very excited about that. So we'll uh, Hashem, welcome Rabbi Gil's student Monday here to JM in the AM. A lot of people are not only working Monday, but working when a lot of people aren't working. So um, you'll be tuned in. We'll have some great programming, and Rabbi Gil's student uh, will be our guest here at JM in the AM, and we are looking forward to that. Plenty today here at the Nahum Siegel Network, including a, a chock-full uh, JM in the AM. We've got so much going on today. It's amazing. Uh, we'll speak about the Madregos or- organization. We'll talk about the um, we'll talk about the uh, to- uh, the Teach Advocacy Network uh, uh, campaign that's going on right now that everybody out there should participate in. And we'll tell you why. Uh, Dr. David Rosemarin of the Center for Anxiety is going to be stopping by, and Doug Sokloff has a major, he's already had this season some major Pesach announcements. But he has a really, really major Pesach announcement coming up. It'll be live in our studio here in the 8 o'clock hour. So get ready for that here at JM in the AM. Plus an amazing Thursday, as you would suspect. We'll get to all of it coming up. Keep it at the Nahum Single Network all day long. You will not regret it. More Mordechai Shapiro Thursday at JM in the AM. Oh, 
עוד לא קרה שיום חזר מה שהיה, היה ונגמר מה שיהיה זה כל מה שנשאר מה שהיה אתה מנשלם אתה כבר לא הולך לשם מה שהיה, היה ונזכר מה שפתוח זה רק
A lot of great people like hearing that one early in the morning. It's Modani done by Aryeh Kunstler, of course, here at JM in the AM. My name is Nachum Siegel. Good morning all on this Thursday, December the 21st, the 3rd of Teves, getting toward the end of 2017. Wishing everybody a wonderful Thursday morning and reminding you to stick with us all day long. We have an amazing lineup, which I will outline for you in just a moment. Uh, before the Aryeh Kunstler selection, it was Micha Gammerman off Excuse me, of Shirei Pinchas, volume number three with Zemi Zeh. Moses and me, that was eighth day. Eli Marcus had Mazel Tov. You heard Yomi Lowy with Hamelech. And Mordechai Shapiro with Machar opened up that set for us here at JM in the AM. Listeners, Shaney said, uh, Well said, Nachum Achtus all over the world today. That's a nice sentiment. Thank you, Shaney. Moshe, good morning, Nachum. People are getting excited about the. Uh, <laughs> Listener Moshe always has a good sense of humor. Says people are getting excited about the Rabashkin commutation. It's not a pardon. Now he has to commute to jail every day, a bigger hassle. And of course, he means that tongue in cheek. But as I said, Listener Moshe has what some would regard a uh, good sense of humor. Love you, Shalim, says listening from Eretz Israel. Thank you for bonus JM and thanks for JM in the AM. And we thank all of you for tuning in and being part of this on a daily basis. Don't forget, coming up at 9 o'clock. It's Charlie Harari with Unlocking Greatness. 9.30, spin class. Michael Fragan and Phil Goldfeder. Jew in the City Speaks with Allison Joseph starts at 10 a.m. Allison has, uh, <coughs> excuse me, has uh, Marina and Chaya of Together Nest joining her. Uh, at 10.30 on That's Life, Miriam Wallach welcomes Elon Kornblum of, Greater Kosher, of Great Kosher Restaurants magazine. Uh, why are so many kosher restaurants closing? They'll analyze that topic coming up at 10.30. We'll do the live lunch starting at 11 a.m. And, of course, uh, tonight, the Erev Shabbos show with Mark Zamek, brought to you by the wonderful people at Kedem. It begins at 7 p.m. Eastern time. It is a must-listen. That's how good the music is on that show. A must-listen, 7 p.m. Eastern time tonight. Make sure you're tuned in. It is America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program. Heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio around the world in the web at NachumSiegel.com. On the NachumSiegel Network and, of course, on the beloved NSN app. We'll talk about Madragos coming up in the 7 o'clock hour. Plus, Maury Litwack is going to join us about a very important campaign that's happening. Dr. David Rosemarin is expected to stop by from the Center for Anxiety. And the major announcement of the morning... Doug Sokloff in studio to discuss a major piece of Pesach news. All of that now, this morning, here at JM and the AM. First, Khaled Salas in the background. We're going to do our news from Israel coming up. And then continue with plenty more here on a JM in the AM Thursday morning. Khaled Salas, Israel Army Radio, 2 p.m. newscast for Thursday's next. We say Boker Tov from JM and the AM. ולצה"ל השעה שתיים, כאן רני אבנאי עם מה שקורה עכשיו. פרטים חדשים על הרצח בפתח תקווה. הנרצחת הגיעה לתחנת המשטרה לפני שבועיים עם בן זוגה וביקשה מהשוטרים, עזרו לי להוכיח שאני לא בוגדת בו. שנותיה מאשימות את המשטרה וטוענות, רק בשבת האחרונה הזמנו ניידת בגלל אלימות בין הזוג. כתבנו שילה פריד שמע בזירה שתיים מהן. הוא התחיל ביום שבת, אמרו לי שהמשטרה באה לפה, אני הכרתי את הבת שלה. אני לא יודעת איך הילדים התמודדו עם דבר כזה. במקום שיעטרו את הבעל, הנה זה היה כתוב בקיר. זה לא משטרה, מה עשו? היו עוצרים את הבן אדם, לא היה רצח. המפכ"ל רוני אלשיך מגיב לנאום ראש הממשלה נתניהו על המלצות הצפויות נגדו ואומר נעבוד כרגיל 
אנו לא חלק מהשיח הזה. הנה קטע מדברים שאמר בסיום טקס של מחוז החוף. אני רואה עסקים רגיל, כרגיל במשטרה, אני לא מזהה שזה מפריע לעבודה. מה זה השיח ציבורי? הדיון הוא דיון ציבורי. אני משאיר את כל מה שלא קשור לפריזמה המקצועית של המשטרה לפרשנים אחרים. אנחנו לא, חלק, לא צריכים להיות חלק מהשיח הזה, אנחנו צריכים לעשות את העבודה המקצועית שלנו. ראש הממשלה נתניהו תוקף את האו"ם ומכנה אותו בית השקרים לקראת ההצבעה הערב לביטול ההכרה האמריקנית בירושלים. היחס לישראל מצד מדינות רבות בעולם, בכל היבשות, משתנה מחוץ לכותלי האו"ם, וסופו לחלחל גם לתוך כותלי הבית ההוא, בית השקרים. מדינת ישראל דוחה את ההצבעה הזאת על הסף עוד לפני שהתקבלה. מאבק הפיטורים בטבע, חבר הכנסת ושר הבריאות לשעבר יעקב ליצמן תומך בעובדים אך מסייג, אסור שבתי החולים ישתתפו בעיצומים ובשביתות. ליבי, כמו כל אזרחי המדינה, הם טבע. אני חושב שזה פוגעים באנשים, מפטרים, קשה מאוד למשפחות, מאוד קשה. מערכת הבריאות צריך להוציא מהשביתה. עשרים חודשי מאסר נגזרו על תושבת גוש עציון שהתעללה בילדיה, מדווחת דור מימון. האם הורשעה בביצוע מעשי אלימות בילדיה מאז היו בני שש, הילדים סבלו שנים מההתעללות, אולם לא דיווחו עליה. בית המשפט קיבל את עמדת הפרקליטות והטיל על האם מאסר ממושך בפועל, ופיצוי של 50 אלף שקלים לשני הילדים. התחזית עדיין נאכה מהרגיל, בשבת ירידה קלה בטמפרטורות, ייתכן אפילו גשם מקומי. ולסיום, המוסד מחפש אתכם. בפייסבוק, כתבנו צחי דבוש. בימים האחרונים הושק עמוד הפייסבוק החדש שנקרא עמוסד למודיעין ולתפקידים מיוחדים קריירה. עד עתה הגישה למודעות הגיוסה רק באתר המוסד הרשמי. במוסד רוצים לגייס סוכנים חדשים וחושבים שבאמצעות הפייסבוק יגיעו לאוכלוסייה רחבה ולמועמדים המתאימים ביותר. לייק. Like. אלה החדשות שעורכת הדר קרפיול. בחסות הולנדיה, המביאה עליכם את כרית המ...
Show. 
Baruch Haba, Hishem B'Shem Hashem, Eirach Nuchem, Mi Beis Hashem. Baruch Haba, Hishem B'Shem Hashem, Eirach Nuchem, Mi Beis Hashem. J.M. in the A.M., Baruch Haba, done by Shalshelis off their volume number five. Before that, Yaakov Shweki and Kedai. You heard Lashana Haba, that was Shevis Achim, off their volume number two, 17 minutes after seven. It's a J.M. in the A.M. Thursday. Big day, a lot of special guests coming up. 
By the way, as I mentioned earlier, this coming Monday is a legal holiday shear in um, the Bialystoker Synagogue on the Lower East Side of Manhattan. It is being uh, presented by Rabbi Gill's student, and Rabbi Student has has agreed to stop by our JM&AM studios on his way to the Bialystoker Synagogue on Monday. So Monday, when a lot of people are off, I should say it differently. On Monday, when most people in our community are working and most others are not, uh, we have a special JMN broadcast as a Gill student will join us. I know he has a lot of followers out there in our audience. And that we get an opportunity to speak with him this coming coming, uh, uh, Monday here at JM in the AM. Big day today, including in the 8 o'clock hour, Doug Sokoloff is going to be in studio, Dougie himself with a major announcement regarding what's happening for Pesach 5778. He's already made publicly some major announcements. Uh, we'll review those and then we'll get into um, then we'll get into uh, the big announcement for today, the major news that uh, Doug Sokloff will be informing our community about uh, today in our eight o'clock hour right here. At JM in the AM. Here's brand new Sandy. Thank you. 
Thank you. 
צדיק, אתה צדיק, על כל הבא. אתה צדיק, אתה צדיק, אתה צדיק, על כל הבא. J.M. with Sandy Shmueli from Ani Shar, and he uh, featured that album, of course, earlier in the week when he was here. An amazing album. You heard Atat Sadiq and Va'ani here on a J.M. in the A.M. Thursday morning broadcast. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Mostly sunny, a high temperature of 41. Major announcement coming later this broadcast from Doug Sokloff. Some of you may have heard of uh, the Pesach program that he announced recently. Um, so that's not the major announcement because that he's announced already to the public, but the major announcement has something to do with that, uh, Pesach program and Doug Sokloff will join us later on. We'll uh, hopefully get some Facebook live going in the eight o'clock hour and talk about what is, uh, what is happening. Uh, on the app, our NSN Nahum single network app for Android and iPhone. Listener Devorah says it might be worth a mention people who are writing to the president of the United States, thanking him for the Raboshkin situation. Uh, at the same time, you have an opportunity to thank him for the Jerusalem announcement as well. Good idea. Hello to listener Adam, who's listening loudly and clearly in Jerusalem. Shaney asks about what fast. The fast I was referring to, Shaney, is not today. There is a fast day a week from today, a week from today, the fast of the 10th of Teves, a of Teves that's happening a week from today. So keep that in mind and uh, more about it, more about it, no doubt, one week from now. <laughs> Rabbi David Goldwasser's words, Zechonishmas Harav Zeb and Rabbi Levi, and Zechonishmas Esther Bas Rabbi Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. We read, Vayhim Miketz Shanosayim Yomim. And it was at the end of two years, and Yosef Atzadik was released from prison. The Mepharshim asked the question, 
Why is it so important that we know the timeline? The answer is given because when someone is incarcerated, when someone is in prison, when we are in Golos, so we look at it as one long span of time, but actually the exact second, the moment that we're going to be released, the moment that the redemption will come, will be immediate and not a second later. Throughout the entire world, everyone jubilantly celebrates the great redemption, the release of the great Reb Shalom Modcha What a wonderful thing it is throughout the entire world to have a Hanukkah Nase, a miracle that was unfolding in the past and finally came to fruition on this very day. Throughout the entire world, People broke out in spontaneous dancing and singing, celebrating in the streets. Hashem, I will exalt you because you lifted me up. And my enemies did not rejoice over me. What a great simon it is for Klal Yisrael. We all stand united together with the Rubashkin family in giving great shvach v'haydaya, Praise and thanks to Hashem. No doubt that this date will go down in history as a date of great celebration, as a date when we realized that Klal Yisrael has the Emunan Bitachon that continues to bring Nisim Niflos. We are grateful to the President of the United States of America and all of those that are responsible for the freedom of Rav Shalom Rabashkin, we thank the Rebona Shalom, we thank Hashem, and may we all continue to celebrate together with the Rabashkin family and all of Klai Yisrael should hear Besuros Tavos, Yeshuas Unechamos. I would have to assume that that song was sung a few times last night in Crown Heights and in many other parts of the world as well. As the news of the uh, Rabashkin uh, sentence uh, commutation continues to uh, uh, to spread around the world, and uh, yes, uh, many of us um, feeling that uh, justice has uh, been served in terms of the length of time that uh, Shalom Rabashkin um, was sentenced to serve, and um, really remarkable, remarkable news that uh, that we and everyone else around the world got yesterday. Thursday morning broadcast, it's JM in the AM on this Thursday with 34 degrees, mostly sunny and a high temperature of 41.
Uh, more coming up, including a major announcement from Doug Sokloff regarding Pesach 5778, if you keep it here at JM in the AM.
JM in the AM. Listener Cena has a <laughs> has a screenshot of our Thursday schedule for today uh, on Facebook. Thank you, Cena. She acknowledges how unbelievably packed our programming is with amazing things this morning here at JM in the AM. And believe you me, we appreciate it. JM in the AM Thursday at 22 minutes before 8 o'clock. Coming up in the 8 o'clock hour, among many other things, it'll be a Doug Sokloff who's going to be joining us. Major announcement regarding the uh, Pesach program that already is being spoken about um, for its uniqueness, as Dougie himself is leading it. And um, in addition to the actual news of his Pesach program, there's a big announcement regarding that program, which we'll get to later on this morning here at JMNAM. So I saw Rifka Locke, the director of development for Madregos, a couple of weeks ago, and uh, she was telling us how amazing an organization it is and I started reading about it and uh, I I can't even sum up what they do because they do so many things so we have with us in addition to Rifka who's going to join us in a couple of minutes Rabbi Dove Silver who's the founder and executive vice president of Madregos based in Woodmere New York and he joins us live via telephone Rabbi Silver welcome to JM in the AM thank you very much nice to be here thank you that's a nice intro for someone like you, right? Uh, this, uh, doing so many things, I don't know where to start in terms of what Madragos is doing out there. Um, Madragos is a uh, an organization that was founded on the premise of caring for other people and trying to help them get to the next level. So um, I guess, unfortunately, we have uh, issues in our community, and the more issues that we have, the more need and the more purpose to uh, go out and help. Well, what was the first thing that started the organization? Was there an episode? Was there one family or a person that you were dealing with? How did it all start? The organization started with a, a desire to, to, to see, well, actually with an awareness that there was issues out there. Kids were falling out of school. They weren't, uh, th- their needs were not met. They're, they weren't communicating well with their families. They were all in struggle. And uh, we wanted to reach out and try to find ways and solutions to help them. And these are kids of what age group? Well, we, we, we started the organization with more of the teenage population originally when we started close to 20 years ago. Yeah. Uh, but then it blossomed into um, young adults, and originally we started just with uh, boys. Now it's boys and girls, and it's uh, married couples and families. So it, it, just, it just took on a life of its own once we saw the need and the and the, and, and the uh, significant issues that were going on in our communities. Rabbi Dove Silver is with us talking about Madrego. So, and, and I'm looking at one of the pages of your, uh, of your brochure. I mean, it is, it is amazing how many different youth programs and clinical services that you provide. Uh, I mean, give, give us an example of some of the things that go on, the type of services you uh, provide to the community on a daily basis. Great. So thank you. So I, I think that um, just to sum it up, as we started, it was much more in the intervention level, much more dealing with the crisis and dealing with the tremendous amount of pain and anguish that were going on. We were getting phone calls day and night from families, from actually teens themselves, and sometimes just uh, caring, concerned, loving community members or abundant. And um, we were trying to help and find services and programs to help them in the crisis level. And we were dealing with crisis for quite some time. And then that made us so aware that 
if we could only start looking at this issues earlier on in more of a preventative level, we could do so much more for less dollars and for more um, success. So we started working in the prevention scene and we started going into schools and we created um, workshops, um, different types of programming for boys and girls on, on their level to have an awareness of significant issues out there and to create a dialogue with them and get them to understand uh, what's really out there and how they could, uh, what are the warning signs and prevent themselves from getting into these troubled uh, parts of society. Rabbi Dove Silver is with us talking about Madrego. So, so on, on the service end, you have some really serious quote-unquote services, crisis intervention support groups for really serious matters, a 24-hour support line. Obviously, just the fact that it's round the clock tells us about how seriously that's taken. And then in addition to that, you do a lot of youth programs, including uh, holiday retreats and different events around the year, I guess for the same purpose, right, to just keep everybody uh, in an environment where they're going to feel positive and an environment where, you know, hopefully they're going to, you know, if they do have any any troubles or any uh, difficulties, they'll be able to open up about it and speak to someone about it. Absolutely. We want to keep it just very friendly and very warm and welcoming. So you mentioned holiday retreats. Right. We have a Rosh Hashanah program where basically we have uh, teens and young adults join us that um, do, do not feel comfortable in their regular shul setting, and we created an environment where they're just happy to come. We're doing this already close to 10 years, and this might be their only spiritual experience of the year, or, or this is the premise of what gets them to do more during the year. So we're very excited that with a little bit of um, thought and with a lot of love, we could, we could connect with these uh, people and really bring them closer. We, we, we run recovery groups during uh, the services on Rosh Hashanah. So for those that can't participate, we, we created programming and group meditation for them, those that feel like they need something else. We even have lectures during davening instead of those you know, that can't actually sit in, in daven all day. Interesting. Any idea how many families you've serviced over all these years? Um, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but we did service over thousands. It's in the thousands. Madregos is the organization. With us is Rabbi Dove Silver. In addition, uh, joining us now is Director of Development of Madregos, Rifka Locke. Rifka, good morning to you. Good morning, Nachum. Thank you so much for having us. A pleasure. So we're getting a taste here from Rabbi Silver about the work that Madregos is doing and what they've been doing for all these years. What can you tell us about how the community can come across, especially right now at the end of December, and to participate in supporting all this great work. Thank you, Nahum. So as you know, we are nearing the year end, and we have a campaign called The Power of Prevention. As Rabbi Silver was talking about, we have been in the crisis mode, and we see, you know, Rabbi Silver has literally talked teenagers from jumping off a bridge um, from if they have any crisis situation dealing with addiction um, or abuse. We've really given them life-saving support. And we are focusing our efforts on saving those lives and working on preventing those, program those issues from getting out of control. And we really are working on the prevention efforts right now and trying to expand them. We see the need, and it's overwhelming, and we want to help with the crisis, but we also really want to work on the prevention. So as a community, we really need to come together 
and support these programs. We have the lounge. We have the school-based programs where we go in and we talk about bullying. We talk about body imaging. We talk about drugs. We talk about um, peer pressure. We talk about whatever social skills they might need to set them up for success. I'm sure that any parent listening knows that when a teenager is growing up and they have all these challenges facing them, if they have the right support and the right encouragement and somebody that actually believes in them, um, their life could be changed. And we are, we're changing lives every day. And I really am reaching out to the community to say support Madragos um, with this Power of Prevention campaign. Um, we're looking to raise $100,000 by the end of the year. And everybody who contributes is really helping save lives save Jewish lives every day. And I guess based on the uh, the longevity and some of the evidence Rabbi Silver just gave us it's a it's a um it, it's an established, you know, pr- pretty good uh, bet that the money's going to be used to literally make a difference in someone's life. It's so true. And you know, we really respect that each dollar coming in is so valuable and we try and stretch that. We even have um, a therapy fund where we try and stretch that dollar and, and give the people um, the counseling that they need. Therapists will volunteer their time. We'll work out deals with, that people could be able to get the care that they need for a reasonable cost. We really try and help whatever we can and every single dollar is looked over and guarded and made sure that it's going to the right place and it's really going to save lives. Well, I, I'm a lot of people, I'm sure, this morning are just learning about it. But as you said, as Ray Silver said earlier, it's two decades already that Madragos is doing this kind of work. They're a proven commodity. And as Rifka uh, just mentioned, uh, we, uh, she, of course, and all of us are encouraging people to get involved in causes like this, give a few dollars, and make their campaign a success. Rifka, the best way for people to follow up, how do people support Madragos today? Thank you, Nahum. So we have a website. If you go to madragos.org, um, that's M-A-D-R-A-I-G-O-S, madragos.org, slash prevention. They could go to our online campaign that we're running for the end of the year. Um, they could also just go to our regular website, madragos.org. Um, if they want to call in because they might be listening on their cell phone and they want to be able to reach us personally, um, I will answer that phone call, <laughs> and they could come and talk to me. Uh, and definitely give us a call at Madrigos. Um, that number is 516-371-3250. Once again, 516-371-3250. And we really um, we need the community to come together. We're, we're supporting the community. We're serving and them. And, and, and I wanted to let you know that a lot of the families are good, normal families that are just having, um, struggling with whatever which might come up. And they know that to know that there's a support system for them, to know that there's a place to go to, somebody to talk to, somebody that believes in them and cares for them, could help them on whatever level, whether big or small, um, there's somebody there to help. So that's yeah. a really amazing service. That, that point can't be made enough times. We're talking about regular families, everybody, regular families like mine and yours. All right, um, uh, Rifka Locke reminds everybody that Madragos has a website, madragos.org, M-A-D-R-A-I-G-O-S.org. Use the opportunity to give what you can and help support their amazing work. Uh, also, the phone number, 516-371-3250, 516-371-3250. Rabbi Dove Silver, anything uh, you'd like to add uh, to wrap things up for our audience? Just uh, just thanking the uh, you for the opportunity to speak with you and um, wishing everyone that they should never need our services. Oh, uh, but God forbid if they do, we, we want to help, we want to be there. And again, there's no one reason why this stuff happens. There is so much, it's such a multifaceted issue that... Uh, 
rest assured that um, you don't have to take guilt. You don't have to take necessarily feel bad that these are happening, but we, we, we have to do something, and we're, we're here to help, and everyone should just be just blessed with wonderful, loving, special children that they should always love, and their children should always love them. Amen. A big thank you, Inyashikach, to Dove Silver, founder and executive vice president of Madregos, and Rifka Locke, their director of development information, and again, especially this time of year, end of the calendar year, we encourage people, as uh, both Rifka and Rabbi Silver have done, to give and give generously to uh, Madregos as they help our youth step by step. Madregos.org, M A D R A I G O S.org, or 516 371 3250. This is JM in the AM. Yeah. 
J.M. in the A.M. Eitan Katz. Gale is the name of that one. Thursday morning broadcast, J.M. in the A.M. Well, listener, Moshe was in touch with us earlier in the week and uh, let us know about the passing of Rabbi Yehuda Gildin, uh, the great composer and longtime choir master up in Toronto. Passed away from Parkinson's disease, and the uh, Levaya was this past Sunday in Toronto, and he was buried in uh, Beit Shemesh on Monday afternoon. Some of you, I'm sure, remember the name Rabbi Yehuda Gildan uh, from the area of Jewish music. He composed a number of songs, including Dror Yikra, a Dror Yikra that we are very, very familiar with. Uh, When he was first diagnosed with Parkinson's, other Jewish music artists in Toronto and elsewhere put a benefit CD together called Hare Yehuda, with well-known artists performing his compositions. Listener Moshe, in memory of Rabbi Gildan, has sent us the original recorded performance of the Draw Ye Cry by the Eitz Chaim Toronto Boys Choir, and in his memory, we'd like to play it right now on JM in the AM. More coming up. Keep it right here on a JM in the AM Thursday at the Nachum Siegel Network.
Jam and the Am, there it is. That's the um, the song that was later done by Leif Tahar, the Curry Bone, um, composed by Rabbi Gilden of Blessed Memory, remembering him on this Thursday here at Jam and the Am. It is America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program heard on listener-sponsored digital radio around the world, the web at NachumSiegel.com, on the NachumSiegel Network, and, of course, on the beloved NSN app. Well, Maury Litwack is here. You know what that means. It means there's some action that we need to take uh, in order to get ourselves to the next step in a very, very long battle. Should we call it battle? We'll see. We'll ask Maury what he thinks. He is Director of State Political Affairs. He is extremely involved in uh, helping our community in so many different ways uh, when it comes to um, our community's relationship with the government, and we'll explain all of that coming up. And uh, today, there's a special campaign that we are announcing that everybody can be involved with, um, brought to you by the Teach Advocacy Network. Maury Litwack, welcome back to JM in the AM. Oh, it's a pleasure to be here in studio, Nachum. I really right. appreciate it. I appreciate that. So, as you know, one of the major topics in the Jewish world, no secret to you, is the funding of Jewish education. And this is something that continues to be on the minds of parents and grandparents, I might say, uh, and sometimes students <laughs> um, continuously. And it's, an, and it's a topic that you're constantly involved with and that you've indicated to us, including your last appearance here, that we're making some progress on, right? Yeah, I think we're making progress. You know, we've uh, a couple months back, uh, another survey came out in the Jewish community, and it said that uh, the number one issue in the community is the tuition crisis. Right. 97% of the community responded to the tuition crisis. I challenge you to find anything that the community <laughs> agrees on at 97%. And we went on did a little listening tour, a little uh, debate, community forums. I've spoken 15 times in a dozen shuls in five cities, and I plan on speaking another 10 times. Uh, tackling the tuition crisis is what the series is called, and we've had thousands and thousands of people come out and talk about it. And every time you leave the pulpit, you get a reaction like, thank God someone here is actually taking this topic seriously. Thank God someone's working on 100%. it, hundred percent. Right? I don't think anyone uh, believes there's a silver bullet. I don't think anyone believes that this is going to be solved overnight. But people are excited that something's working. Yeah. So, for example, the campaign that we're talking about today is a campaign talking about specifically uh, security funding. Because we've been able to generate triple the amount of funding in New York, for example, that the government has allocated to yeshivas and day schools. Right. But nationally, uh, it's not as well known. Uh, we've been able to create from scratch security funding in absolutely every locale in which we operate. Right. It started at zero. People need it to realize started, that. It started no government zero. official was out there fighting for it before the zero. community started to speak zero. about it. Zero. Did not exist. So, you know, when people talk about the tuition crisis, they say, well, I want to see a tangible result. And so I think a tangible result is in New York City, where you can go yeshiva by yeshiva and find that they're able to get uh, guards and equipment and a bunch of other things. You go to neighboring New Jersey and you find as well that they're able to get a $75 per child allocation for right. security funding. Or in Pennsylvania, they're able to get funding for guards. Or in Florida, or in California, and on and on and on. And until we were doing this work, and until the community was active and passionate about it, it didn't exist. So a few years back, when we were fighting for guards in New York City, um, there were editorials fighting against it. They were saying, this is crazy. Why would you ever give security money to uh, non-public school kids? And now, state by state... Uh, they are they are looking at saying, well, we have to do this right. because security is not an obligation that's on us. It's, the environment has increased. Uh, there's unfortunately more and more, um, uh, um, uh, I would I would say, both combination of incidents 
and uh, just a scary environment. And the reality is, is that no public school, no charter school, and no uh, no Jewish day school would not have proper security. Maury Litwax here. I, I think what frustrates people, and look, you know what the battle's all about, is, is the length of time it takes. You just described how we've gotten from zero to where we are today. And you have to admit, it took a long time. Today, it may seem obvious that these guards should be in schools, even private schools. But there was a time when government officials, those who we count on to fight these battles with us, you know, as you described, thought it was absurd, thought it was ridiculous. And it takes time. It takes months and years to 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 lobby those government officials, ones we need to 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 move this forward. Well, I always use the example when I worked in Congress uh, and I, I, over a decade ago. And both of the congressmen I worked for were not particularly supportive of uh, the foreign aid allocation to Israel. Yeah. And uh, I tell people all the time, I said, I watched as uh, one of the congressmen, I watched as Ambassador I alone came in and and lobbied and, and articulated the importance of this and, and convinced my bo- then boss to support it. And it, the idea that, that the $4 billion aid package to Israel is, is always there and always going to be supported – Without the incredible advocacy efforts of so many groups, especially like an APAC, right. is crazy. So it's the same thing when it comes to our work. Don't sit there and tell me that that that, that happened overnight. It didn't happen overnight. Right. I watched it 15 plus years ago, and so it's the same thing when it comes to these efforts uh, as well. Now it's a now it's established. Oh, more they give security guards they give security guards equipment to our schools. What's next? But right. that's not true. And if you speak to yeshiva. <laughs> You know, you speak to Yeshiva after Yeshiva, they'll tell you, if not for these guards, we wouldn't have guards. If not for these cameras, we wouldn't have cameras. Like, it, it, it's just not the case that this this uh, this money just magically appears. Understood. Maury Litwack is here. Today's today's battle takes us to today's campaign. Uh, today's campaign is very simple. Uh, we're trying to raise a quarter of a million dollars, correct? Correct. correct. Uh, this is already live, am I yes, right? Yes. This is already live, and everybody out there can make a big difference. Uh, it says here, just this year... Our advocacy efforts helped secure over $70 million in government funding for security aid for our non-public school students. A quarter of a million dollars, 250000 will enable us to continue to advocate for the security needed to protect our children. This goes on till today at noon, Eastern Correct. Time, I assume, right? Noon Eastern Time is the deadline. Every dollar you donate will be matched dollar for dollar. You're encouraged to make sure to... Um, uh, to do this as soon as possible, so it's done before noon. I assume if the goal is not reached, then then is this one of those campaigns where it's uh well, I'm I'm know we're going to reach the goal. So there's okay, no so question, not, not even an issue, not even an issue. I've never thought of it. The <laughs> the the day of charity for security has already garnered one hundred and twenty five thousand plus dollars, and again they are looking for. Two hundred and fifty thousand. You can go to um, what was the easiest website? Teachadvocacy.org. Teachadvocacy.org, or I am told teachadvocacy.org/nsn. In our honor, uh, you can go ahead and donate and uh, continue to support these efforts. They're literally fighting the battle that every parent wants to fight. Every parent wants to fight for tuition relief. Every parent wants to fight for tuition assistance. Every parent wants to fight that their own school doesn't raise tuition next September. Right, that you're supplementing costs that that might in the that might under other circumstances make schools have no choice but to increase the tuition. So parents who want to fight this battle, we have a group that is doing quite a job fighting it for us. Let's support it. Teachadvocacy.org/nsn. That's teachadvocacy.org/nsn. Again, they're over one hundred twenty-five thousand dollars already. We have until twelve noon, which is just our just over four hours from now 
to get this done. As Maury Litwack has said with great confidence, we are sure our community will come through and get us to the goal by 12 noon. And the reason why we're sure is because of uh, so many examples. The example of uh, when I was in Brooklyn and parents came up to me and said that they didn't have to increase the security security right. per people security requirement from the school or it was waived entirely. Or the fact that I was in uh, Florida and a Bubby came over to me and said thank you because now she knows she doesn't she doesn't have to worry as much about the safety and security of her kids. You're, you're an expert on this. Why is Florida getting such a reputation for really doing well in this area? Well, I think Florida's been doing it longer, and uh, they've been doing it more. That's pro- it. The battle takes time. The battle takes time. They've been doing it longer, and they've been doing it with professional resources, and they've been doing it with real passion from the community. I was in Florida a week and a half ago. Where there was a huge legislative breakfast. Um, the politicians really got it. I think that uh, the same thing happens here in New York, New Jersey. Uh, and I know people are not going to throw their hands up after listening to this and say all is lost right. because results have been done. Proof of concept is over. The question just is, are we going to apply the same resources and the same strategies and the same passion as a place like Florida to make sure it happens here in New York, here in New Jersey, or if you're listening to this in any other state, whether you can do this in your state? Teachadvocacy.org. Teachadvocacy.org slash NSN. There are over 125,000 under four hours to get to the goal of 250,000. I'm sure parents are curious if this at all derails or changes the battle for vouchers and other means that we'd like the government uh, to utilize to step in and ease tuition concerns for us. Well, that's a very valid question, Nachum. I mean, in, in, uh, when, you, when you start the process, uh, things come up and opportunities arise. Right. So, for example, I was on the program earlier this year talking about the fact that we started with security aid in New York, but this year, the state of New York passed legislation to begin to reimburse yeshivas and other non-public schools for the cost of science, technology, engineering, and math teachers, right. which is a small allocation, but it's a big deal because imagine a reality. And you said to us you anticipate it's going to grow. Oh, yeah. But imagine a reality in which every science teacher is paid for in every yeshiva right. or every math teacher, et cetera. This is a reality. And you imagine an environment uh, like in Pennsylvania or Florida where scholarship dollars are being paid and subsidized by the states. This is the reality in those places. So it's just it's it's a very funny thing now, Nachum, because the reason why we went into the speaking tour, if I'd done the speaking tour a year ago or a year and a half ago, people would have said, ah, this has been going on for decades, Maury. Right. What's, it what's, does feel that it, way, you know. It always it does feel like that. I said, well, listen, one, two, first off, we've only been doing this for twenty since 2013. Right. And secondly, almost everybody I ran into, I said, hey, wait a second. I didn't see you in Tallahassee. I didn't see you in Trenton. I didn't see you in Albany. You, you want to show up. See what we're doing, see the impact it's making, and then complain to me by all means. Right. But that doesn't happen once you show up. Yeah, I once you contribute, that. once you participate. Yeah, you're sometimes amazed at the certain crowds how few people show up to certain things when it comes to the yeah. tuition crisis. Well, it's it's just it, you can't you can't snipe on the sidelines if it's the number one issue in the community. You got to put number one effort in. Correct. Um, there's also an impression. I asked you about Florida. There's also an impression that New York has done better than some of our neighboring states. Is that is that simply because, again, they're in the battle longer, or is it simply because, rightfully so, our population is so much greater in New York that you know the, the politicians, the government officials pay a lot more attention to us? Well, it depends. I mean, you, you, I, in Lakewood, New Jersey, the joke is, is that uh, every, every week another day school Alicia right. class is born. So I think New Jersey is the fastest, Lakewood's the fastest growing city in New Jersey. Correct. So I think we're not, New York's not the only one with a large population. I think that the reason why New York's done better is because New York's applied since 2013 the tactics of actus in the community, of accountability to politicians, both thanking them and criticizing them publicly if they don't right. keep their they promises. Them out. That's right. And the best strategists and best tactics. I mentioned my political background. 
we we hire the best political strategist to represent us, which never occurred on behalf of the Yeshiva Day School population until 2013. And so we we get better every year. We learn every year. We went to forums in 15 cities. We heard from the community. We will we will adjust appropriately if we if we feel like we could be doing better things better. And but where our counter back to the community is we need people to participate. We need doers, donors, and door openers. Nakam, I always talk about the three Ds. <laughs> and today it's the donors or the door openers. You say you donated and you go to your friend and you say something's happening. Participate. Uh, your presentations must be must be very entertaining when you get to those synagogues. People want people people want to hear something's happening, but they right. don't want to to be spun. They want to hear. They don't want me to say it's going to be resolved overnight. They don't want me to hear to say that this is this this is uh, the silver bullet. Right. But what they do want to hear is something's happening. Something's happening. More can happen. It's time to step up and participate. They also want to hear that there's a that there's a realistic chance that this is you know we're dealing in reality now. Unlike prior years, unlike a decade ago, you have you know you have you're walking in with a whole you know sack full of evidence. That- oh, not only that, but most importantly, Nachum. I mean, four years ago, three years ago, two years ago, I was only invited by phone to the Nachum Siegel Network. <laughs> I'm in person here. I must have done something right. So things are happening. We're paying tribute to you. Exactly. Like something, something's happening. Maury Litwack reminds you, as I do, that there's a very important campaign going on right now. Do what you can today before 12 noon Eastern time. So that we, in all seriousness, can continue a very serious battle, uh, not just for security measures and, and payments to our schools of security measures, but easing of the tuition situation for our families. Uh, we have hundreds of thousands of students and thousands of families that will benefit from all of this. All you got to do is support the effort and let them keep battling. Uh, they're trying to get to $250,000 by noon Eastern time today. They are already at 126000 uh, keep it going, everybody. The website, teachadvocacy.org slash NSN, teachadvocacy.org slash NSN. I hope your efforts continue to bear fruit. I am amazed that you've been able to get uh, to where you've gotten to so far. Well, we, we uh, you know, I always like to tell the story of uh, Rabbi Herman Neuberger, yeah, legendary. From Le- Legendary, from Neri Israel. Wrote an op-ed in February 1st, 1965, Nachum. And in the op-ed, he talked about the need for government funding for yeshivas. Because even then, he realized this is going to be a problem. Because every other country provides subsidies for non-public schools. He was a visionary. Visionary. And so he wrote three things. He said, maybe we get busing. Maybe we get nursing. Maybe we get things. And then the big idea, maybe we get the secular side of instruction paid for by the state. Right. Busing we got. Nursing we get. The secular side of instruction paid for by the state. It happened this year in New York. Right. We begin to reimburse. Don't wait another five decades for us to get stuff done. Hear this. Remember one thing. Things are happening. More can happen. We need people to step up and be involved. It does nothing to stay on the sidelines. Join us in the fight. Maury, I thank you. Thank you, Nachman. On behalf of a lot of parents, I thank you. Teachadvocacy.org. Give as generously as you can over the next three hours. Teachadvocacy.org slash NSN. And let's continue the battle, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. This is JM in the AM.
עבר, עוד לא קרה שיום חזר. מה שהיה, היה ונגמר, מה שיהיה זה כל מה שנשאר. מה שהיה, אתה מנשלם, אתה כבר לא הולך לשם. מה שהיה, היה ונזכר, מה שפתוח זה רק with Mordechai Shapiro. We call that Machar. Thursday morning broadcast, 34 degrees, mostly sunny and a high of 41. Dr. David Rosmarin, of course, is the founder of the Center for Anxiety. He's been a guest of ours uh, prior uh, to today's visit here at JM in the AM. I'd go through the whole resume, but my gosh, how much can I impress the audience with, uh, with Dr. Rosmarin's credentials? 
I hope you don't mind me saying that. I do. <laughs> Very much so. Your parents, I sure I assure you don't mind. <laughs> anyway, who's who am I to argue? Um centerforanxiety.org is the website, centerforanxiety.org. And let me point out a couple of things where we begin our conversation. Number one is they continue to provide different support groups at their older varieties of loca older variety of locations. Bedford Avenue in Brooklyn, the West 57th Street location in Manhattan, Rockland County up on Route 59 in Suffern, um, including the OCD support groups, um, their lunch and learn programs, and a whole host of community events, including this coming Sunday night, where a lot of people have uh, in our community uh, set aside time to get involved in community events. Um, I guess that's one way of putting it. The Center for Anxiety and the Base Medrash Arachayim Community Learning Center invite you to participate in the second lecture of a five-part lecture series given by Dr. Gabriel Hafnung. It'll be an interactive workshop discussing effective parenting in the modern world, what science and psychology have to say. This will be happening starting at 8.45 p.m. at the Base Medrash Arachayim on Forche Road up in Muncie, New York. They'll discuss scientific parenting, good and bad versus effective and ineffective, uh, they'll talk about skills of effective parents, catch your child being good and beyond, and what the bottom line is with punishment. Boy, oh boy, I have to start rethinking everything I've done as a parent. Uh, <laughs> go to centerforanxiety.org, centerforanxiety.org, or dial 888-837-7473, 888-837-7473. Welcome back to JM and the AM. Thanks for having me. You, you followed a perfect guest for the topic of anxiety as we were discussing yeshiva tuition. Huh. I mean, what makes people more anxious in the Jewish world than that, huh? No kidding. A financial crunch is uh, certainly a context for uh, for anxiety issues. Yeah, no question about that. <laughs> and um, this um, this lecture series that's, uh, that's happening up in Rockland County and continuing on Sunday night, just when I look at the topics that are being discussed, I only half-jokingly say that I have to reassess my own parenting skills because you bring up stuff here that that frankly we either never thought of or never thought of implementing now, now again I would ho I would like to thank that that you know parents out there including myself do catch our child being good which I assume means pointing out to kids you know positive reinforcement when they're doing something uh, the right way right. but but I never saw it you know addressed as a as a topic like that well, a lot of what we're doing in our program here, which is part of our innovation, are really clear, uh, easy-to-implement strategies that make a massive, massive difference. And reduce anxiety. And reduce anxiety, among other things. Right. Um, and the other thing is they can reduce anxiety in the kids right. because we've seen such a major uptick in uh, anxiety and related concerns among children and adolescents. Um, and the parenting and also school-based education are a huge part of that in preventing it. Remind me of what you told us last time. I mean, your your center is specifically for adults, or are, are there programs? Oh, no, we have plenty of programs for children. Children can participate as young as? Three. As three years old. Yeah. One of our programs, which is pretty innovative, called Parent-Child Interaction Therapy. Did I tell you about that? I don't, I don't think remember. I mentioned it last time. Parent-Child Interaction Therapy is pretty cool. The idea behind it is that it's for, it's, I'll tell you what it's for, firstly, is children between about ages of three and, let's say, seven or eight, who are having behavioral problems. Not necessarily anxiety, right. in fact, but uh, that's, that's what the treatment's for. And um, what we do is we bring in the parent with the child, and we have them interacting together, and the parent has a Bluetooth in their ear, and a therapist is behind a one-way mirror coaching the parent live in how to interact 
with their child in an effective way and shaping the parent's behavior. It's incredibly effective because, you know, previously it was done as a lot of play therapy. Right. Play therapy with kids. Take your kid. Role playing and all that. Exactly. Put them with a therapist for an hour a week. Right. And how much of that is going to generalize? The kid is going to forget within 10 seconds of leaving your office what's going on. And the data is very clear that it just wasn't, it's not effective. But why is the in the ear process for a parent more effective? Right. Parents want to learn how to become better parents, especially when they have an out of control kid. Right. They need clear, specific guidance in what to do. And having somebody, a bug in the ear approach with a therapist, a live therapist coaching them in what to do, it's like a dream come true for a lot of these parents. And it generalizes. They learn in one hour a week, sometimes a little more, a little less, right. what to do outside of the therapy room. And it's amazingly effective. What if uh, what if the child does not exhibit their out of controlness while this session is that's going on? Part, that's actually one of the things we, <laughs> believe it or not, we hope for that. What? Yeah, I'll tell you why. Because then, the, then we get to coach the parent live in a difficult situation. And that's specifically what we want. That, to well, that's what I'm saying. You want you want the kid to act out. Yeah. Well, I'm saying what if the kid not does really, not right. does we, not exhibit the out of controlness? Oh well, we have our we have ways you to have ways, <laughs> ways to get them to do get so. Them, to get them. Well, it doesn't take much. I mean, when you have a kid who's not listening to parental right. authority, all you have to do is give a command. Right. And if the child's not going to listen, one other aspect of PCIT though is that parents need we need a protracted period of building a relationship with the child. And protracted period, I mean like six to eight weeks. Okay, right. we're not talking about you know years. Um, before something like discipline can occur. And there's really two stages of treatment. There's a child-directed approach, which is forming a better relationship with a child. And then there's a parent-directed approach where parents learn to give commands and children learn to, to listen to them on the first time. You know, one of the topics on this list is what's the bottom line with punishment. Good question. Um, now we'll see how 2017 you are, because I'm, I'm sure today some would argue that punishment is completely... Uh, you know, useless or close to useless. Let's put it that way. Or maybe the, the traditional punishments are close to useless. What What are we going to learn, you know, Sunday night uh, about punishment from this session? I, I mean, there's there's no question that positive reinforcement is more effective right. in shaping behavior. That, that that data is very clear. But when dealing with something that deserves punishment, there are there for sure is a context for punishment. There is there are cases where you have to use punishment in incidents. And if parents don't do that, then that could cause uh, significant damage, frankly, to the parent-child relationship. Right. But it has to occur in um, uh, within a, a close relationship with the child. What feels lo- like a loving right. environment. Correct. And what's often lacking is that love and that connection, and therefore punishing without that in place can be even more dangerous. And that's what you see today. Yeah, see a lot of things today. Yeah, and then some. It's a it's a complicated society we have, isn't it not? <laughs> I I will tell you firsthand, based on what comes through our door, but uh, very complicated. And everything out there is obviously in our community. The, the, not that that point has to really be made anymore. We used to make it so often, ten twenty years ago, but now it's like you know it's so commonplace that we know that every everything we read about is happening in our community as well. So. Yeah, I'll even speak to that point because I've done quite a bit of uh, empirical research, scientific studies on what is mental health like within the Jewish community, and even how does that compare to outside. Um, and a fair number of published studies, uh, peer-reviewed you know works that I, my colleagues and I, um, Dr. Tzvi Piratinsky who is at, uh, now is at Toro College, and we, we've worked together um, quite a bit on that. We've found that levels of anxiety and depression and other issues are the same 
within the Jewish community outside, um, which is actually pretty good. Considering you think, you think it might be more, you think right? it'd be more. You know, if you take into account tuitions right. and, and other uh, and other major stressors, large that, families, everything. yeah, large family sizes. There's there's a lot of there's a lot of stressors um, on us. Also, just uh, being from a different culture and right. trying to taking off Yom Tov and Shabbos, and right. it's two day Yom Tov here in, in the United States, and you know having financial considerations on, on top of that. So that's a very significant stress. So you would actually expect more in many ways. We don't find that, but we do find the same levels. And therefore, we need treatments. 100%. Uh, CenterForAnxiety.org is the website. Now, this is the time of year because, I mean, look, in our community, obviously, we're not we're not celebrating things this time of year outside of Hanukkah, which just ended. Uh, but because of the media push and the environment that we're in, a lot of people are talking about recommitment. A lot of people over the next few days, you'll hear it, every, all of us will hear it, talking about what they call New Year's resolutions, right. a new start, a new beginning. And then, of course, as most people will admit, by January 2nd, those resolutions have been completely forgotten. Right. Forgot about whether they've been implemented or not. People forget they even made them. Right. Is, is renewed commitment to a discipline or to something that's important to people out there important in solving anxiety issues? Hugely important. There's no question that people who make firm, clear commitments um, do better and end up getting closer to their ultimate goals in life than, than people who do not. Um, but there are a couple of uh, issues there. Sometimes the way that they make the commitment or the, you know, sometimes it seems like a commitment, but it's not really right. those New Year's, I'll say a New Year's resolution mm-hmm. can be um, effective or ineffective depending on the way that it is made. And um, I, I guess what's most obvious would be the more unrealistic you resolve, the more unrealistic your resolution is, the more likely it's never going to be accomplished. That's definitely one piece of it, is that it has to be realistic. Right. Um, there are a couple things that are... there. One thing is that even more is actually making a commitment. Um, being very clear about the fact that somebody wants to change. Some people have dreams and hopes, and I mean, everybody has dreams mm-hmm. and hopes and ideas about what they you know want to do. Um, but uh, if it's not something that's that uh, a person has actually firmly resolved that they want to change, it's not going to happen. Right. All right. So, are there tips for, uh, you know, for people to approach this? Is there a yeah, uh, absolutely you know, guidelines you would give them? Absolutely. Um, firstly, just a little bit of background information is interesting. If you look at uh, um, you know Google search terms in uh, in December and January, <laughs> yeah, guess besides, what the top two besides holiday party, <laughs> right? Guess guess what the top Don't two are. Don't tell me resolution. Well, pretty close. Diet and oh, gym. My gosh, is that hilarious? Yeah. Um, <laughs> but you, so people are thinking about change. Right. They're thinking. I mean, that's a good global index right. of that. Uh, you know, people are thinking about making some sort of lifestyle change. But then take a guess whether people actually gain or lose weight over the course of time. I mean, I would guess of course, the majority gain. Of course. Yeah. The New England Journal of Medicine reported a couple of years ago. Oh, I hope this isn't a large number. It's bad. <laughs> Between the ages of 25 and 44, the annual annual increase in weight um, is about 3.4% for men and 5.2% for women. No matter what their resolution is at the end of the year. <laughs> so what does that tell you? What does that tell you where mm. people are going? Ineffective. Um, <laughs> yeah, at least a couple pounds uh, a year that people are putting on. So um, there, is, uh, there is some s- s- psychological science, though, that tells us about how to not make those ineffective solutions. There's a really um, a wonderful and, and famous psychologist named Dr. John Norcross, mm. He's from uh, University of Scranton. He actually came to our office to give a talk a couple uh, a couple months ago. When was that? I think it was November. Um, our very close friend and colleague, Dr. Chaim Siegel, um, 
he was uh, the one who was who brought him in, and we were very fortunate to be able to hear Dr. Norcross. He didn't present on this data, but there's a study that he published, which was pretty cool. Um, basically, there there you can group down people who make resolutions. New Year's unresolution. It was specifically on New Year's resolutions. You can group them into three categories. There are people who are not interested in change. Right. Fair enough. There are people who are thinking about change and contemplating it. And then there are people who actually make a firm resolve to change, who decide in their mind, I am going to be a different person. Um, the people who aren't interested, do they change? I would think no, not. No, <laughs> of course not. The people who contemplate, what happens two weeks later? Right. They're, all, they're right. off the wagon. Within six months, only 4% of them have made any substantial change. Right which is actually pretty high if you think right. about it. But, okay, it shows the power of contemplation alone. But 4% is not exactly, you know, maybe might not even be better than chance, frankly. Right. Of the people who make a firm resolution, um, at six months, it's still, it's it's only 46%, um, but that's still 10 times more. Mm-hmm. So this idea of just making a firm commitment, it's like chuva, right? right. It's a process of repentance. Right. In many make, cases, it lasts for a while. It actually does. Right. It does last, making that commitment. Why is this tied into anxiety? Why is this an anxiety reducer? Oh, there are so many reasons why. You know, what would be the most obvious one? Like, why? What? What, what is it about commitment or about being an, an a habitual program that's that's new for you uh, that would reduce anxiety? Well, I'll tell it to you. I'll tell it to you like this. Um, one of the things that makes people anxious is when they avoid people who avoid circumstances that are uncomfortable mm. tend to be a lot more anxious. In fact, one of the reasons I think why people are so anxious today is specifically because we're so driven to avoid pain and to pursue pleasure. People want to feel comfortable, and that pursuit of comfort makes um, creates avoidance, and then fear settles in in the context of that avoidance. So when people make a commitment, it's scary. They actually are facing a fear like, I have to do this. And they're not avoiding. They're, they're approaching what they want to do in life. And they're moving forward. So it, the, the irony is that when you make a commitment, you experience a little bit more anxiety in the short run. Mm-hmm. And that experience of anxiety helps you to feel more calm in the long run. Boy, oh boy, I'll tell you. We are one complicated machine, aren't we? That's uh, I, we love it. That's, the, this is our the job. Human, the human being. This Very is our job. Uh, the Center for Anxiety presents this coming Sunday night up in Muncie, New York, at the Base Medrash Archaim Part Two of uh, their five-part interactive workshop: What Science and Psychology Have to Say About Effective Parenting in the Modern World. All of you are invited, of course. Uh, CenterForAnxiety.org is the website. CenterForAnxiety.org. It starts 8.45 p.m. up in Muncie, New York, this coming Sunday. Phone number 888-837-7473, 888-837-7473. I apologize that we're uh, uh, practically out of time, but I do want to mention that the OCD support groups, the Lunch and Learn programs, what am I forgetting? The um, There are other support groups as well that are going on, correct? Well, the biggest thing is our uh, free consults. That free consults. 30 minutes, people can call up and speak to any member of my staff, and uh, we're happy to to talk to you about any concern that you might have under the entire sun. Just be sure to mention the Nachum Siegel show. Yes, use my name, folks. <laughs> Already it gets you a free 30 minutes. How do you like that? 888-837-7473 is the number. And again, it's centerforanxiety.org. Dr. David Ross Marin is, of course, the founder 
and director of uh, all four locations of the Center for Anxiety. I thank you very much for coming in. Thanks for having me again. And we will have an opportunity to speak more about all this. Looking forward. Yeah. What's more What's more of a wonderful topic than anxiety? <laughs> it, is just, uh, it is just something that we have, all have to face up to. Thursday morning broadcast here at JM in the AM. Coming up, as we said, major announcement. Doug Sokloff is going to be uh, entertaining us and informing us with a uh, major announcement regarding the Pesach program that already uh, has been announced as a major announcement. It's going to be coming up next here at JMM. I do want to remind everybody specifically in the Flatbush community and and beyond that tonight, uh, excuse me, that this coming Sunday night, this coming Sunday night at Kahal B'nai Avraham Yaakov at 2701 Avenue N in Brooklyn, New York, there will be Divrei Hisorus delivered. This in light of the tragedy in Flatbush during Hanukkah, uh, the terrible fire that took place. There'll be four speakers, right? Moshe Bergman, Rav Lipa Geltworth, Rabbi uh, Elia Brundi, and Rabbi uh, David Ozeri are all going to be speaking this coming Sunday night about the tragedy and its aftermath with Divrei Hesorus. Again, that's going to be at 2701 Avenue N, Rabbi Bergman Shul in Brooklyn, New York. And I do want to remind everybody that if you go to GoFundMe.com, if you go to GoFundMe.com, uh, there is an official Azan family fire fund to help the family rebuild um, that is there on the website gofundme.com you could search for it uh, the Azan family A-Z-A-N and participate in this big mitzvah more coming up as we said Doug Sokolov is going to join us and plenty more happening on a Thursday morning broadcast this is JM in the AM Hashem
felt so strange The world seemed changed He suddenly couldn't control it And now he knew He'd missed a clue He had to think back and retrieve it To search and find a peace of mind That comes to a heart that's been leaving That comes to a heart that's been leaving There are You know who that is? That's Mordechai Shapiro, and he's got a very, very, very prominent part in regard to the announcement that we're about to make. Yes, yes, yes. Mordechai Shapiro is one of the people that is involved in today's big announcement topic. By the way, before I introduce Doug Sokoloff, who's going to join me momentarily on the air, and who you can probably see if you're watching. What do I mean by watching? That's what I wanted to announce. Let me remind everybody that right now, this segment is on Facebook Live. Go to Facebook.com slash Nahum Siegel Network. Facebook.com slash Nahum Siegel Network. I'm told, I'm told it's on other venues as well. Shocking to hear that there are other venues, but apparently, yes. Apparently, you can actually watch this on Instagram as well. Am I correct? Absolutely. That's what they say. Absolutely. You can watch the whole thing on Instagram at uh, at the at this moment as well. That's courtesy of our friends at Only Simplus. Absolutely. That's courtesy of our friends at Only Simplus. We know him as Dougie. We know him as uh, one of the most effective people in the history, frankly, of delicious kosher food and um, restaurateurship, if there's a word like that. And his name is Doug Sokloff, and he joins us live in studio here at JM and the AM. Doug, good morning to you. Good morning, Nachum. Thank you so much for having me. Here I today. appreciate that. Nice to have you here. Great and to uh, be this is not the announcement. This is not the announcement because this has already been announced. If you're watching, 
This is what I'm about to remind you about. This announcement's been made already, but give me an opportunity to reiterate. Doug Sokloff, the Douglas Sokloff Experience, presents Passover 2018 at the Weston Lake Las Vegas Resort and Spa. The entire hotel is going to be Kosher Le Pesach. It's a fabulous Yom Tov atmosphere, and could you imagine you get to spend the entire week of Pesach in Las Vegas. Uh, this is a com- a recently completed $50 million renovation. All the rooms and suites are brand new. There'll be exceptional catering with cuisine by prestige caterers, and there is an entire list of wonderful amenities that people will be enjoying during the holiday of Pesach. So first of all, congratulations. Thank you. Thanks for bringing this to the community. People from the East Coast, the West Coast, and around the world are going to be joining you for Pesach 2018. I am proud to say that my family will be part of Passover 2018 with the Douglas Sokloff experience. Can't wait. So excited to uh, we are have looking, you in the family. We are looking forward to anything to do in Vegas, Doug. Is there any any entertainment there or things that the family will find family-friendly that you know of? Absolutely. Absolutely no shortage of things to do in and around uh, Las Vegas. I'm already giddy on the Vegas scene. And there I'm, you go. I'm already happy knowing I'll be there the first week of April. How do you especially, like especially with four days of Cholamoid. So oh, much to boy. do in and around. And Cholamoid will be a Sunday night through Thursday afternoon. Absolutely. That's amazing. Yes. Sunday yes. night through Thursday afternoon. What a place to be to enjoy a week like that. And uh, everything you'd expect from the professionally run day camp to the great scholars and residents, some of whom we'll discuss today, um, a, soul, a, a wonderful kosher wine sommelier. Who you know very well. Who we know well will be there. Uh, poolside barbecue, great tea room, uh, fun-filled water sports, fitness instructor, everything you'd expect, all part of Pesach 2018 at the Weston Lake Las Vegas Resort and Spa. Phone number 1-800-826-5645. Or you can go to the web, SokloffExp.com. Sokloff, S-O-C-L-O-F-E-X-P.com for information. We still haven't gotten to the big announcement yet. Yes, this information I've given you already has been uh, distributed widely throughout the entire Jewish world. Nice reaction, by the way, right? Am I right that you've gotten great, a great reaction? To great this? reaction. Uh, w- one of the most interesting facts so far is because of the location yeah. of uh, the West Coast, right. and, uh, Las Vegas, uh, you, you hear from people really from all over the country. Uh, I joke, uh, I'm working like on all different time zones uh, <laughs> from the country, whether people you know, have kids that are in uh, Denver, in, uh, Houston, Dallas, course from the east coast uh, los angeles and people are lo- and really using it as a great uh, gathering space yeah because essentially if we regard chicago as the convention center of america vegas is certainly the entertainment and fun center of america Ab- so. a- 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 absolutely and people um who call and they inquire and say oh you know what can we do on Halloween? i'm like obviously you know 20 minutes tw- tw- 20 minutes away you have the las vegas strip the you know Incredible things to do there for sure. for not only children but adults for everybody, and then I say you go out of the right of the hotel, you end up at the Las Vegas Strip to the left. You're ten minutes and thirty minutes away from um, Lake Mead and Hoover Dam, two and a half hours from uh, Grand Canyon, plus yep. tons of uh, hiking and trails and and water sports, uh, all just in the immediate area for those who like more of it, uh, outdoors, adventurous stuff, indoor stuff. There's uh, Everything to do, and of course, on uh, at the hotel itself. The hotel is a 
full resort with every activity people could possibly possibly imagine. And within you know within our program, you mentioned uh, the uh, Gabriel Geller who will be the right. wine sommelier uh, that people know extremely extremely He's well. Been here, sure. Where uh, we'll have da- uh, Daniel Tamir, who's a very well-known basketball coach yeah. from Step It Up. Um, he's, I saw him this week. He's uh, an assistant coach at YU Max. Exactly. Yeah. So he's extremely, extremely uh, well-known. Hani Tiegman from New Jersey. Uh, we'll be having the first ever uh, spin studio um, at any Pesach program. And this is something that we're bringing in. Uh, which will be great be because able- you and I are very into fitness. We're very into you know that could always be the next uh, the <laughs> next show, our challenge. <laughs> you know, we're very see- into getting out there and getting as fit Listen. as possible. In fact, Doug has offered amazing cuisine for God knows how many meals straight. And I've sort of and you and I have discussed. I've sort of said, you know what, Doug? Maybe we'll take it easy when it comes to the food. <laughs> <laughs> uh, listen, that this way we could. Uh, you know, get uh, a little pre-training and spinning, and uh, be the rock stars uh, in, in in the spinning studio. But yeah, uh, yeah. that's uh, my plan exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but also a, a, a very heavy emphasis on offering an enormous amount of uh, fitness classes and uh, walking tours, uh, power walking. You know, a little bit of Man. everything for everybody. And of course, the the day camp is because uh, Doug has got West Coast crowd coming that's yeah. really into the fitness <laughs> and power walking. And yeah, that. and it's uh, the direction where everybody every, everybody's looking to uh, to to go. And uh, yeah. you know, even on Pesach, people are you know want to keep their daily routine going to the best that they can. Right, that's true. Uh, we have two phenomenal individuals who will be running uh, the day camp, uh, really just with an enormous amount of experience, whether they've done. Pesach programs, day camps, um, great, uh, great, two, two really great individuals with heavy emphasis of uh, a lot of activities for the children's during the, the day and then evening uh, programming as well to keep the kids busy all the time. Yeah, very good. Yeah, and uh, just uh, a lot, a lot going on in a very great Yuntif atmosphere. Doug Sokloff is here. Join us. The Siegel family is one of many families that's going to be part of Pesach 2018 at the Western Lake. Las Vegas Resort and Spa. Uh, information 1 800 826 5645. There's also a website, Sockloff EXP, for Douglas Sockloff Experience. Sockloff, S O C L O F E X P dot com. You can get all the information you want. Prestige Caterers provides the uh, cuisine. And we're looking forward to an amazing Pesach. Anybody who wants the. Um, Seagull Children map that they've already created of the Grand Canyon road trip. We're more than happy to share that with everybody. Absolutely. That's because, amazing. As you just indicated, two, three hours away, you got the Grand Canyon. Yep. Yep. It's oh, a perfect and, and, opportunity to uh, to get in the van and just uh, head on over. Uh, so much to do. I think uh, there's more to do than days that are open for people to be able to When I do my things. Grand Canyon trip, will there be a matzah sandwich available for me to schlep along, Doug? Yes or no? As much as much as you want, because if there's anything I love, it's that matzah sandwich, right? Are those the best? There will be no shortage of uh, matzah or <laughs> or any, anything else, or or, any, or anything else. That uh, absolutely uh, for sure. And like you said, uh, mapping things out. People are calling, inquiring about you know other activities that there are to do. People don't even realize how close the uh, airport is. You know, a lot of people because of how Halamoid is falling out, right. um, oh. running back to either school, work, so on and so forth. And, you know, Las Vegas has hundreds and hundreds of direct flights to all over the, you know, the state and um, all over the country. country yeah. So people are really utilizing uh, that and uh, obviously to the West Coast. 
Uh, to Los Angeles, it's only a three, three and a half hour drive. Um, so there's just so many benefits. And, and another great thing about um, Las Vegas this time of year, uh, Pesach time, is that the weather is 80 degrees, perfect, no rain every yeah. single day. And, uh, and no guarantee you'll have that in this area, that's for sure. Well, and not only that, and also with uh, you know, the time difference, the, you, know, you have the second Seder, which is uh, you know, Monte Shabbos. It's, it's not as late as it is in other parts of, of the country, right. uh, the, way, the, the, the way sunrise, sunset uh, work in Las Vegas. A lot of benefits. A, a lot of benefits, and obviously, as you mentioned, the whole entire property is uh, kosher for Pesach. That might be the biggest thing for those who ponder if they should go away for Pesach or not, because I know the difference. I've been in both types of programs, and the one and the type that you're running this year is really a comfortable yunt of atmospheres. So. Uh, absolutely, and and um, that is is the goal is to build the most beautiful yunt of atmosphere for 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 the families. And um, you know, I've been I've been very successful over the last few years of uh, being involved with the program and. In Orlando, right, and you know, I always say for you know the month or six weeks after uh, Pesach, people are always sending me little thank you notes saying, you know, thank you for giving my family the best uh, yuntov. Yeah, that you, you possibly know, to be, can. To be fair to you, I introduced you in terms of your uh, restaurant tourship and the impact you've made in the kosher food world. Uh, I was uh, remiss in not mentioning that that you're, you're people think that this is a first year program. The reality is, this is being done by somebody and coordinated by somebody who's got a tremendous number of years under his belt at this point, and people should know that. Correct. So, And, and also that this hotel, for, for many years, right. did have a uh, Pesach program. So that the people, staff there knows what we're all yeah, about. Yeah, the, the, the right. staff knows, um, and, and the, the hotel lays out in, incredibly well for a Pesach program. And it could be from, from, from your room to the shul to right. uh, ballroom, outside, inside, uh, all over, two, three minutes, just walking from everywhere. And uh, the, host, the hotel staff is uh, very, very... Um, when I was just down there this week, they want to know when the Arif needs to go up. You know what I'm saying? Um, uh, the Arif meets Vegas. Yes. Like so uh, they're, 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 they're very, very excited. And, uh, you know, there is there absolutely no casino on this property, um, which, once again, just helps uh, create a, a, a even nicer, just to be able to keep the flow right. of Yontif atmosphere. And um, like we said earlier, just uh, when, when parents know that they're going to have a great day camp for their kids uh, yeah. to be busy and... Daniel Tamir, the sommelier, the uh, the fitness classes. There's an enormous, enormous amount that's going to be going on, um, and we are sure those that want to partake and keep themselves busy. But also the way the hotel lays out with magnificent outdoor areas, outdoor sitting areas, fire pits, swimming pools. You want to sit back and just relax. Uh, you know, it'd be great. And uh, you know, we look forward to uh, having everybody. All right, Passover 2018. Just look at the pictures, everybody. You'll see exactly what we're talking about. Uh, the place is remarkable. Looks remarkable. Um, we're on Facebook Live, Nahum Siegel Network, Instagram, OnlySimplas.com. Uh, our live presentation of what's uh, a big announcement. You'd think at this point we've gotten to the big announcement and covered everything, but we have not covered everything. Um, we have a uh, an, an amazing list of scholars and residents, and you felt rightfully so that it has become such an impressive list. It's worth it for you to come in and discuss it. Uh, you want me to run through some of the names that have already been announced? Or? Uh, sure. And then, and then I'll leave the latest news to you. Yeah. Um, Rabbi Ellie Schwartz is going to be coming, uh, co-director of the JLIC at the University of Maryland. And we've heard on the air from the JLIC directors how great a job they're doing down there in Maryland. Unbelievable. Rabbi uh, Eric Goldman, the community co-ed educator in Chicago, Illinois. Professor Michael Birnbaum, very familiar name to this audience, noted author and producer in L.A. Uh, Rabbi Aryeh Suffren. 
head of school at the Eula Boys School out in Los Angeles, Rabbi Baruch Suffren, the head of school at the Hillel Academy in Los Angeles, Rabbi Joshua Lukstein, Rabbi Lukstein, of course, a name extremely familiar to uh, everybody in this area and beyond, head of school up at Westchester Day School. In fact, it's funny when Sandy Shmueli, who works for him, was here earlier in the week. We were mentioning Rabbi Lukstein throughout the show. And now uh, you've secured and, and really got confirmation just in the early part of this week from a, from a very prominent scholar in residence, not that the others aren't, the others of course are, but there's something about this one that always uh, increases the buzz in the Jewish world. Tell us who's going to be coming Pesach 2018 to Las Vegas. Yeah, so we're, we're, we're very pleased to announce and so honored uh, that uh, Rabbi Meir Soloveitchik and his Woo. family uh, will be joining us um, in Las Vegas. The man who, if you told people at 3 a.m. he's lecturing, he'd get a crowd of 500. Uh, no question about basically. it. Basically. No, basically, that's what it's about. No question about he it. He appeared and, in Flatbush a couple of Saturday nights ago. They, they couldn't. They didn't have enough room anymore. Yeah, and, and even a couple of people who I mentioned it to over um, the last day uh, informally are like, oh, that's unbelievable. Like, Puts I, you over the top. I, huh? I don't really, you know, <laughs> I, 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 I don't really go to hear lecturers, but... You know, for him, I'm really going to uh, go, and uh, it's a major attraction. Very honored uh, that he and his family will will be joining us. And, um, you know, I, I don't know if you saw the video. I'm sure you did of, of him at the White House. Oh, yeah, sure. Uh, the Hanukkah ceremony. It was ceremony. amazing. It was really amazing. Um, and I think that just uh, gives people a little bit of a taste of, of uh, the great knowledge and his ability and, uh, you know, how, how much he's loved at his shul and how much he's loved up at Yeshiva University and, and, and all over the country, all over the world. Uh, so really excited, and it's a, it's an incredible uh, lineup, um, not only of scholars and residents, um, which which plays a very important uh, factor into uh, a Pesach program, uh, but all in you know inclusive of everything that we have going on, um, and like I said earlier about creating just a beautiful Yantif atmosphere. You know we have uh, nine ten days you go into this. It's it's much different than other things. You, you, you have to have it right from the beginning. We have formed amazing relationships with other families over Pesach programs. I mean, it's, yes. a, it's a long time, nine, ten days, long yeah. time, nice intimate atmosphere, a lot of relaxation, so you get a chance to really schmooze, and it's it's just a wonderful environment. And as uh, Doug just announced, the big news of the day, everybody out there, it is big news. Mayor Soloveitchik, who is the Rabbi of Congregation Sherat Israel, the Spanish and Portuguese synagogue in New York, and director of the Strauss Center, for Torah and Western Thought at Yeshiva University, will be spending the majority, let's put it that way, the majority of the Passover holiday in Las Vegas with the Douglas Sokloff experience. And that is great news, and I'm sure will just increase the number of people who want to speak to you today. <laughs> Absolutely, and it's great. And uh, whether it's by email or calling, whatever. What email know. address do you want them to use, Doug? Uh, info at SokloffExp.com, and Sokloff is S-O-C-L-O-F as in Frank, E-X-P. Info at SokloffExp.com. Info at S-O-C-L-O-F-E-X-P.com. Big announcement. All right, Mayor Soloveitchik and a whole host of amazing scholars and residents, plus all the people in charge of all the amenities that Doug described. Those those are the folks who so far are signed up and will be part of Pesach at the Westin Lake Las Vegas Resort and Spa. Go online and look at the pictures of this place. It's amazing. Prestige caterers will be doing the catering, and the Siegel family is enthusiastically looking forward to being there um, uh, Pesach 5778. Uh, Doug, I thank you. Thank you so much. I want to thank you. I want to thank uh, everybody at Only Simplest. Yeah, thank, thank my you, little production Simplis. team of Ruthie Bodner. Thank you, production team. Um, and uh, it's great, uh, always great to be down here. And uh, to your staff, uh, thank you for being so accommodating and welcoming. Thank you so much. Achenu Israel and Achim Achem, our brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish 
moments in the morning radio program heard on listeners sponsored digital radio around the world and the web at NachumSiegel.com on the NachumSiegel Network and of course on the beloved NSN app. Want to take this opportunity to sneak in a Mazel Tov wish. Mazel Tov to Aaron Yeshaya Gifter of Staten Island turning 15 years old today as a listener, as Bubby and Zadie rather, down in Florida say, Shia, we're so proud of you and wish you a great year ahead. Love you tons, especially love your smile. It lights up the room every time. Happy, happy birthday and many more in good health. Tomorrow morning, plenty more here at JMA. Make sure to join us. And, of course, throughout the day, incredible programming. We'll speak to you next during the live lunch. But join all of our amazing hosts between now and 11 a.m. for a great programming, including Charlie Harari, Michael Fragan, Phil Goldfeder, Jew in the City, Allison Josephs, and Miriam L. Wallach. Uh, and then our live lunch at 11 a.m. Eastern Time. Plenty more coming up. Have a fabulous Thursday. Until tomorrow, Nachum Segal reminding you, remember to pass, live the present, and trust the future.